Well, the students at Hogwarts are sorted into houses according to Whatever that shifty sorting hat says they ought to do I asked Dumbledore if I could be sorted, he said sorry Bojack? But I could get reported to the Ministry of Magic for incorrect procedure You're not a wizard, you're an actor Hello and welcome to Sorted. I'm Alex. I'm JD. And this is not a Harry Potter podcast, but instead a podcast about everything else viewed through the lens of Harry Potter. Harry Potter is inherently flawed in sorting even more so, but it's still fun to view characters in this way. And we have a guest! Woo! Hi! Guest. I'm Gwen. I I also do podcast. Yeah! yeah. Tell us a little about yourself, Gwen. How do we know you? <laughs> um, I do a podcast on the pocket podcast network called green mountain mysteries yeah. and we met through there and mm. i was also on your other show pokemakers absolutely Very good show. go listen to it <laughs> your episode was delightful yeah all right so we've got gwen here because gwen what are we sorting today we're gonna sort my favorite show and a very sad show bojack horseman it's so weirdly sad like it's Kind of a comedy, but it's really sad. It's a comedy for people who have some mental illness. <laughs> <laughs> Is it, would you say it's like a dark comedy or more of like a dramedy? Probably more uh, dramedy, because like... Yeah, I would say dramedy with some dark elements. Yeah, sure. Not yeah. every episode is for the... It's not all lighthearted. There is no. some dark stuff in there. <laughs> they did one episode which had almost zero dialogue. Oh. It was underwater, so yes. the characters couldn't talk to each other. So it's nearly silent. Neat. Apart from like a little bit right at the end. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, think the Buffy episode, but honestly cleverer. <laughs> <laughs> the music, the soundtrack in that episode is so good. Mm -hmm. And it's just... Oh, oh it's, it's a good show. They The writers... The actors, everyone, the animators, everyone has done great. Mm -hmm. It just makes me cry. <laughs> but, like, the humour isn't dark. It's not, like, the comedy itself isn't dark or, or creepier in any way. Like, it's mm -hmm. incredibly goofy comedy. Mm. Like, a, a running gag throughout the show is someone will have a sign or a t-shirt or something made with a message on it. But then, like, it's got, like, a bit of extra words written at the end. So, like, you'll see a banner saying, Happy birthday, Mr. Peanut Butter. And peanut butter is one word. It's not hyphenated. I don't know. <laughs> and, like, that's all on the banner. That's a very good joke. And it's, it shows up all the time. It's set in Hollywood, because it's about yeah. an actor, primarily. Except, very early on in the show, he steals the D from the Hollywood sign. And so, from oh. that point on, the town is just renamed Hollywood. <laughs> they don't address... The change, they just refer no. to it as Hollywood. Because <laughs> yeah, that, that's what it says on the hill. That must be... <laughs> like, the humor is ridiculous. Mm. But when it gets that serious, it, oh, wow, does it get serious? <laughs> yeah. So, so to describe the show, the show is about a basically washed up sitcom actor from mm. the 90s who struggles with alcoholism, depression, just self-destructive habits and behaviors mm. and and he plays bojack horseman that i mean oh oh, oh <laughs> will. i was confused oh will arnett oh no there's the dark humor uh, oh i don't know i think will arnett's doing just fine he's on that lego show 
He seems like he he's having that a, Lego fun, show. a fun time on the Lego show. Yeah, I'm sure he's perfectly fine, but he plays depressed <laughs> and down and out very effectively. Mm. <laughs> he does, yes. He does a, a very good job at being a bad person. <laughs> mm. So This is a world where some people are, are animals. Mm-hmm. And that's just it. There's no real re- rhyme or reason to any of it. There's about, it's probably, maybe like, I feel like a 40-60 split humans to animals. Mm-hmm. And they do, there is an episode that explains how meat works. <laughs> there are animals that are people, and there are animals that are food. <laughs> you can have a chicken that's a person, and a chicken that's food, but they're not the same, but they are. It's... I, I mean, that, that's fine. That's <laughs> like, the, we've got monkeys that are people, and monkeys that are monkeys. Yeah. <laughs> I right. mean, sure, but it's a little closer in the show. <laughs> There's that, that one episode of DuckTales where they go and feed a duck. It's the kind of thing you probably don't need to worry about too much. Oh, no. <laughs> so it's this down on an actor, and he, like, it, the premise of the series, it starts with he's like going to write an autobiography, and he gets, uh, what is Diane exactly? She is a ghostwriter. Yes. And that's... He doesn't want to write his own book because he's like, oh, I'm too good for this. So mm-hmm. he brings in Diane to write his book and make him seem like the best horse around. <laughs> I feel like we'll probably be able to explain like the core premise of the show really pr- like pretty well if we just go through the characters because it's a very character-driven yeah. show. Fair enough. Oh, absolutely. Um... I should mention up top, like, I have never seen an episode of this mm. show. Like, I'm just, I was sitting here quiet, like, yes, tell me what this is about, because I have no idea. I've only seen half the show. I've seen the first three seasons, and then it got too sad for me. Oh, no, that is why I kept watching, because it got to a point where I was like, oh, this is a terrible person, and terrible. they're all terrible people. Yeah. I have to watch how this plays out. <laughs> I've seen it twice, and it's so, it's good, and it hurts. I get that. I get that. Well, let's talk about those terrible people. Yeah. (laughs) Up first, the man himself, Mr. Bojack Horseman. He's a horse. Oh, yeah. I've seen what the show looks (laughs) like. I know he's a horse. His 90s sitcom was called Horsin' Around. Of course it was. And he adopted three human children. Okay. Yes, three human children that he adopted. Um, the in the fictional show Horse and Around, all the children characters have names. The horse on Horse and Around is just called the horse from Horse and Around. <laughs> <laughs> he does not have a name. Uh, that feels like a kind of racism. It might be. Like in in meta in media res racism. I I would in media say racism. It feels like. In media resism. Resism? There's a joke there. Uh-huh. I'm going to just keep on saying words until the la- joke lands. Uh-huh. And are you going to tell me that the joke is racism? Because I don't think racism is a joke, but Racism is not funny, JD. Get out. Get out of your own podcast. I'm kicking you off. I'm not racist. I would have named the horse. Okay, hold up. What would you have named the horse? Jeff. Nope, I would argue that that's racist. Goldblum. No, what? <laughs> I'd have named him Jeff Goldblum. That's already a guy, man. If I owned a horse, that would be like <laughs> top tier horse name. Well, 
I love that we're talking about a horse and we don't have either Jessica or Britty here, by the way. <gasps> Scandal. Oh. <laughs> we're going to feel so betrayed. Hey, nah, they, they could have offered to come and sort any kind of horse thing anytime. And they still can. Yeah. Ooh, this is a separate thing. They should come on and sort uh, Kentucky Derby winners. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, my God. Uh, <laughs> yes. I mean, we won't sort real life people, but we'll sure as heck sort real life horses. <laughs> Uh, yeah, because horses are kind of better. <laughs> <laughs> That's a house hot take right there. <laughs> They're kind of better. better un- people? Yep. Horses are better than people unless they are named Bojack. I horses are not. better than people. I was going to say, I think that's a song Sven, from Frozen. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we are off the rails already and we're barely into the first character. It so, happens, it's fine. Bojack, manic depressive. He goes, he keeps on relapsing and going back and forth between trying to turn his life around and fix it and blah, blah, blah. Like, there are times where he'll go completely off the grid and go and stay with, like, an old, old like, high school girlfriend who now has a family and... Yeah, like... That doesn't sound healthy. No, it's not, especially when her daughter then hits on him. Oh. Yeah. That's a whole... Oh, it gets further there. Yeah. But he on purpose does that. Like there was an episode where um, I don't remember what started it, but Bojack is sad because everyone knows that he's Bojack and he's done all these terrible things and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> sure. And so he, he goes out on a date with this person and he's like, okay, like you suck, you're terrible, blah, blah, blah. And he ends up bringing her home and sleeping with her and immediately kicking her out. <laughs> Oof. He's not a good person no. or a good horse. <laughs> An important distinction. He tries to play a good horse in a movie, though. He makes a movie at one point about Secretariat. Ah. The real life horse. Yeah. Who in this just is a foot racer. <laughs> That's <Yes>. incredible. <laughs> it's so He's good. just a runner. One of, the char- one of the girls who played his daughter who's in real life played by Kristen Schaal, sure. reappears later on in his life, so he, like, he meets her as an adult now, um, and eventually, like, I mean, she shows up a bunch of times, but eventually, like, when she's trying to, like, turn her life back around again, because she, you know, child actress, she goes off the deep end, yeah, also yeah, into drugs yeah. and they go on a complete total bender, mm-hmm. and she ends up dying of alcohol poisoning in the room oh. with him. Oh, no. Oh, oh it is... It's kind of worse than that. Bojack, oh, it's sad. With, specifically with Sarah Lynn, his Sarah Lynn. daughter mm. in the show, mm. the advice he gives her when they first are like interacting is don't stop dancing, put on a show, you're here for the people. And that leads her down a very Miley Cyrus, Britney Spears-esque yeah. life. Yeah. And it, this is a bit of a spoiler about how she dies. But later on in the show, um, there is a brand of heroin that's labeled after Bojack. And that's what she dies from, is the heroin overdose from Bojack. It is Bojack that kills her, and it is rough. Oh, the symbolism! Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is like... It's... I don't, I don't like, know who is writing this or anything. I don't know anything about the people behind the show yeah the production team or anything but it sounds like these people like are a little a little uh close to this (laughs) kind of culture i I would say so (laughs) and it's something where 
I fully believe that the writers of the show knew exactly where they were going with just about everything. Mm. There are little details throughout like episodes that just snowball into bigger things. Like they knew exactly what they were doing when they wrote this show. Yeah. It uses silly elements and like animal characters to tell very grounded real stories. Yeah. And like it often will give advice and like say make salient points that really resonate with people. Like Yeah. And that's really where like the show shines. Yeah. And sometimes mm-hmm. you gotta do that through like tragic reality and Yeah. Yeah. yeah like yeah, yeah. the silliest yeah. moments it- come to alleviate the darkest episodes. Yeah. This show it could not have been done with either real actors or all humans mm. having that separation where half of the characters are animals of some kind makes it feel less real until like yeah. a moment happens where yeah. like he's drinking a bottle of tequila every morning for breakfast yeah, yeah. it feels a little bit sillier it's kind of like how mm. in Avatar The Last Airbender, the drink cactus juice episode is the episode where Appa gets stolen. Oh, yeah. That's like, really sad. Yeah. The silliest, <laughs> funniest bits come from the saddest episode. Well, one of the saddest yeah. episodes. It's not the tale of Iroh. Tell me about the character. Yeah. So, well, I mean, so he want he, he, he relishes fame. He wants to be remembered and he wants to be remembered for doing, like, trying to do something important. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. he's like, "Oh, I yeah, I was on this uh, this popular sitcom, but that's whatever. I want to do something real and dramatic and mm-hmm. serious and art." Yeah. Yeah, no, he wants to be like growing up, he was told specifically by his mother that like his job is to entertain people. <laughs> and if he's going mm-hmm. to be in the entertainment business, if he's not doing that, then he's nothing and useless. Yikes. So it there's some deep familial trauma in there and that goes yeah. back several yeah. generations and the show yeah. explores that i mean that, that's similar to like what he passes on to sarah lynn mm-hmm. mm. yeah and the, it's it's hard it's hard to watch but he mm-hmm. wants so desperately to be good and for people to love him and adore him and to make art and wonderful things and he just doesn't at all mm. <laughs> And the worst part is, you know, there are people around him who do love him and support him and everything. Yeah. And of course, he drives those people away. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So this sounds like a character whose house alignment might be more about what he values rather than what he does, what he actually does. It sounds mm-hmm. like he wants to be something different than what he is. Mm-hmm. And I don't so- I don't know what house that alignment is exactly, but I have a thought. But what do you think? So what I because I, I wrote down a couple ideas for the characters sure bojack is a slytherin but he thinks he's a ravenclaw oh because he he thinks that he is intelligent and (laughs) wise and original and like the best creative in the world he's a creative he's an artist yeah Yeah. but ultimately he's about self-preservation and he's very manipulative he Mm. ruins everyone's life including his own yeah so he Ultimately, is a Slytherin, but believes he's a Ravenclaw. Okay, I I fully agree with you on Slytherin. He he's very much about, like he's not making art for the sake of making art. He's making art for the sake of his name being important mm-hmm. for yeah. his own self worth to okay. lift himself up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Slytherin for Bojack. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I, I can't make a counter argument or like, I don't know enough, but uh, it sounds well-reasoned. 
Yeah. Ultimately, all of these characters could, in the show, everyone could be classified as a Slytherin in the way of <laughs> everyone is manipulative and everyone is just kind of the worst. And I say that as a Slytherin myself, <laughs> and I know what we are. <laughs> I mean, Slytherins it, don't yeah. have to be bad, but some of the traits about Slytherin mm. lean towards... They lend themselves they, towards... They yeah. A, a certain kind a little... Of... Yeah, and that's yeah. the, like, the characters on the show are ultimately real. Yeah. Because everyone is bad and everyone does good things. And mm-hmm. they ex- every character does something super shitty and does something that's a little redeeming. So they're all more real than, okay, I'm, like, the perfect character and I my yeah. growth just gets better. Everyone has very dark episodes. Mm-hmm. So they make them real and that lends themselves to be more manipulative and self-preservation yeah. those characters yeah. are always like harder to sort the more like the, the better <laughs> the more the character yeah, yeah the harder it yeah. is <laughs> but that's still very interesting to talk about i think there's also an aspect though of the lens we're viewing the characters through we're seeing them mm. from this perspective because that's the focus mm-hmm. of the show yeah and like i think these same characters with very slight tweaks could be perceived in a very different way mm-hmm Let's talk about the next one. Yeah. So up next, Diane. I, oh, I know this name. Nguyen. 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 You don't. That's a, how they say it in the show. Yeah. So that's what I'm gonna go with. Sh- sure. It's a Korean name, I believe. Oh yeah. Yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, Diane, as mentioned, introduced at a party as Bojack's ghostwriter, and also dating Mr. Peanut Butter. Or are they dating? Or are they married at that point? Are they married? No. They were dating. Do they, they get married later? They do, because what sparks the Hollywood transition is Bojack trying to steal Diane from Mr. Peanut Butter. Yeah. So he steals the D in Hollywood in honor of her. Yeah. <laughs> and she still ends up marrying Mr. Peanut Butter. Mm. And there's plenty to say about that relationship, but I, a lot <laughs> of it feels like it's probably more about Mr. Peanut Butter than about Diane. Mm-hmm. Diane... <sighs> Diane, again, absolutely wants to be important. Mm. She hates that she's a ghostwriter. She wants to be out there writing important things for herself and like yeah. to help people. Like, essentially, she wants to help people, but she wants to be the one to help. Sure, yeah. Yes. <laughs> Very much, like, activist mindset, mm-hmm. but I have to do more activism than you. Yeah. <laughs> competitive activism yeah (laughs) yeah yeah it's i i would say it's close to performative but she does genuinely care about the things but yeah it's a lot of she wants to do good (laughs) yeah she just also like demands the recognition for caring about the things like i I I want the credit (laughs) played by alison brie oh nice yeah um yes and very much feels like a direction Annie's life could have gone as well. Oh, yeah. Is the thing. Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, yeah. I, I, I see that, that line, yeah. It definitely is. Um, yeah, because, like, they show in some episodes where Diane, like, looking back at her younger years, she's like, you know, wants to do good, know it all, very smart, and then is, like, bullied by everyone yeah. in her life. <laughs> And she definitely struggles with having, okay, like, I have all this trauma and all of this bad stuff that's happened to me. I need to make something of that or this trauma is for nothing. 
Yeah. And sometimes that just happens. And like, so it's a lot of her trying to grasp like, hey, I need to do something with all of this stuff I have. Yeah. And it doesn't always come through how she wants it to. Mm -hmm. She goes through a lot of like, she goes through a lot of significant changes during the show as well. Like how many different jobs does she go through during the show? Um, it is, let's see, she's a ghostwriter, first and foremost. Well, before, the, like, they go back into, like, historically, mm. she originally worked at Starbucks. Uh, <laughs> sure. <laughs> but she was a ghostwriter. She worked for, like, a feminist blog. Yeah. She was a writer on the Secretariat movie mm. and on the show that later happens as well that BoJack is in. I don't know Like, about she's that. done cool. a lot of stuff. Yeah. Well, at one point, isn't she hired as, like, a war correspondent? Oh yeah, she, she goes. Well, she's to, hired. Uh, she goes there for like an episode, and then she's Cordovia, suppo- yeah. yeah. She's supposed to be away for a long time, but then it's revealed actually she's back in America and in hiding because she couldn't cut it. Yeah. She couldn't hack it, and she, she's lying to her, everyone she knows, including her then husband, about ah, what she's doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's lying and she's crashing at Bojack's, and they oh, just right, like, yeah. drink yeah. together like all the time. <laughs> That's all they do. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Can you believe that their marriage falls apart during the show? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and that's for everyone's fault. Like that's several reasons that whole. Thing oh sure, wrong. but like I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's just showing their relationship was a disaster from the start. Mm-hmm. Not helped by the fact that yeah. Bojack was obsessed with her. Ah. Like yeah, and they definitely try to make Diane out to be like the same but kind of opposite of Bojack. Yeah, they both have a lot of stuff going on and they're both mm. very self-important mm. but they deal with it in different ways that still ends up being a little destructive for both of them yeah but diane at least can try to like she's actively trying to be better whereas yeah. bojack doesn't care mm. yeah i think if you ask bojack he'd say yeah i want to be better he just doesn't want to put in the <laughs> slightest amount of work to do it mm. yeah, diane definitely absolutely. wants to do the work <laughs> though often she might be afraid of doing it Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I would also say I feel like it starts a lot slower for her. I, I think I, I feel, feel like at first she was a lot more the object of Bojack's affections, and she was the object of the story rather than the subject, and mm-hmm. getting getting her own development in that way. And then it sort of builds up to so like we're presented with her at first, and she seems like she's so great because we're kind of getting Bojack's perspective on that, and yeah. then we learn more over time. Oh no, she's. Not really any better off than he is. <laughs> yeah, there there is a switch at some point where they kind of show, hey, this is also another damaged person. Mm. And the show does take a shift from Bojack's perspective in a way to just like, hey, all of these characters are like this. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you see like she gets more personal growth, especially towards the last couple seasons mm-hmm. where things like therapy happen and yes. like a healthy relationship. And it's good to see that growth. Yeah. Yes. It's like... If they'd met at, like, different times in their lives, they could have actually been, like, a perfect couple for each other. <laughs> but it mm-hmm. would not have been healthy. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> um, all of that said, I'm getting Ravenclaw vibes. <laughs> I, I would say so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I could, again, very much see the same argument as before. Like, a Slytherin that wants to think she's a Ravenclaw, but definitely leaning a lot more towards Ravenclaw. So I, I think I could easily see her mm-hmm. just being a Ravenclaw as well. Yeah, I would say there is a lot of intelligence there and definitely a lot of wit. 
vaguely like faux hipster energy like she's always got a reference like a podcast she's listening to and not like the podcast like we do like a boring podcast yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. it's about this one particular woman in the 1700s who did this one thing because i'm really cool and feminist Mm -hmm. and i care about all of the women i'm great yeah it's it's a very an episode of steampunk (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, because again, steampunks are not bore. Like this is someone who no one would care about. Is sure. the thing. This oh is, yeah. Th- she should be listening to a podcast about some random washerwoman in like tiny small mm-hmm. village who like who had no it, it, contributed nothing to the world because she's like, but everyone's important. Okay. Not this is a yeah, person it- who had a significant contribution to the world. Okay, I mean if it's <laughs> if it's. A well-told yeah. <laughs> story. Maybe it's good. Sure. I, I'm i not inclined to... I'd give it a try. <laughs> it's reasonable. It's presented in a way that is supp- you're supposed... Like, the yeah, show's trying to yeah, say, yeah, oh, yeah. she's doing... Again, it's, mm-hmm. it's all performative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a running thing in the show where Diane's ringtone is <laughs> like a narrator being like, and now we bring you back to blah, blah, blah. Very like David Attenborough. <laughs> but like narrating about a random white guy. <laughs> Yeah. Uh. But yeah, Diane is a Ravenclaw. That's yeah. it's it's pretty easy. Yeah. Fair enough. Grand, do you want to introduce the next character? Oh, it's Todd. Todd Chavez. The oh, lovely Todd. Um, <laughs> this he's a Hufflepuff. Yeah. I was gonna say I was, that. Good. Okay. I thought we were gonna have an argument about this, but good. No, he is very much a Hufflepuff. But who is he? Who yeah. Is so Todd is Bojack's roommate. And when I say roommate, <laughs> I mean Bojack Horseman had a Halloween party back 10 years ago, and an 18-year-old Todd Chavez, who just got kicked out of his parents' house, stayed and just did not leave. He's more like Bojack's squatter. Mm. Oh, is it? He's a squatter, and he becomes kind of his friend? Yeah, he's the closest thing Bojack has to a friend. Yeah, he's the closest thing to a friend that's a punching bag. Yeah, yeah. In season one, he wants to write an opera. It's a, oh God, I forgot. Like, it's not an opera, but it's like this big musical play show that's like a really good idea. And Bojack, not knowing why, kind of ruins that for him. Yeah. Because he knows that if Todd gets success, then he'll be alone. Mm. Uh, and he, he needs Todd around to f- feel better than someone. Yeah. And yes. also, if, if he's successful, then that means that he's not as successful. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, and with Todd, who is an amazing character, mm. voiced by Aaron Paul from Breaking Bad, mm. um, he's just oh, a yeah. goofball. Mm. <laughs> they had made him canonically asexual. Yeah. Nice. Oh, they this gave is the him... I was going to say, I, like, he goes yes. through a really cool storyline <laughs> that you've definitely seen on Tumblr. Yeah, um... <laughs> yeah, he... Like this is it's very so exciting. good. Yeah. He ends up having like a healthy relationship and every episode he's in some kind of shenanigan. He mm-hmm. becomes governor, he runs Wait, companies what? and has a sex <laughs> robot. He's <laughs> Okay, how many of those are from the last 3 seasons? Cuz I don't remember most of that. Um I I think most of those are toward like at least season 4, but like he does so much. Mm. Did he, he joined an improv group that was a cult? Is that right? He did join an improv group that was a cult, and Bojack <laughs> ended up rescuing him. Of course. And that's kind of what rekindled their friendship for a small yeah, period of yeah. time. Um, there was a point in time in which I considered watching this show. And I don't know, maybe someday I still will. Like, mm. I don't know. I feel, yeah. like, I feel like I have to be in the right mindset to go into yeah, a show that's yeah. like 
kind of heavy like mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, and it's not often that I'm in that mood. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but this is the character. Uh, I'm Ace. Woo. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, like, Ace representation in media is so rare and mm. so, like, precious. <laughs> and if it is, it's like, oh, they're the oddball character. They just don't. We don't, like, refer to them as Ace. They just don't, like, you know. Like Charlie Weasley, we're more interested in dragons. Yeah, than it's never girls good. Or it's boys never or good or representation no. if it's there at all. Uh, so, like, I, I have heard like really good things about the representation in the show, and I have considered mm. watching it just for that character. I think in like it, there's like a, in one season finale, he has like a line like, I, "I'm not ga- I'm not gay, but I don't think I'm straight either." Because like mm. at this point, he's mm. unfamiliar with the concept of being ace, and another character introduces the idea to him. Yeah, and. It's then explored further da- later on. Well, that's like... what I say sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he goes through, like, his friend Emily is like, it's okay if you're not, like, into me. Like, it's okay if you're asexual. And he, like, freaks out. He's like, I'm not whatever that is. And then later on you see him go to, like, an ace meeting. And he's, like, meeting people and being in a group of people who get him. And it's very mm-hmm. nice to see. Mm. That makes me happy. And then I think... Oh, yeah. I think I've seen later down the line he starts a relationship with another ace character. He has two relationships with ace characters. Okay. The first of which is ooh, I don't remember her name. Um, she is an axolotl. Yeah, that's the, the one show. I that's the one I know about. Um, mm-hmm. Yes. So she's an axolotl, and you find out that her whole family, um, she's not out as ace which you know sometimes that happens yeah you know, not everyone's comfortable coming out yeah but I you mean, find out that she's not comfortable coming out because her mother is a famous porn star her <laughs> father is an erotic fiction writer and her sister is some kind of sex counselor so her whole life is just not at all that ah <laughs> oh that's fascinating and though mm. they it's it's wild and they end up that relationship doesn't end up working out mm. because the only thing they had in common was being a sure yeah but later bojack introduces him to Maud, who is my such a sweet little character <laughs> she's a little rabbit who's also ace and she's just really good for todd and the characters all for the most part everyone ends up with like a good character for them or have had enough emotional growth. Yeah. But like Todd and Maud, they're so cute and I love them very much. <laughs> that makes me really happy. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. They they did Todd some good justice. Yeah. Even though they made him kind of the butt of a lot of jokes and like a little bit of sure. a goofball. I've heard that like the jokes are never at like the, the expense of him being expen- ace. Yeah, yeah, like not at that expense. Yeah, um, like, which is excellent. There'll be jokes at the expense of him being kind of a loser who doesn't really have his life together. <laughs> yeah. But that's a separate yeah. point. Yeah. So, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. They He does not come at the butt of jokes because he is ace mm-hmm. or because he is mixed race. He is, I believe, half, I want to say Mexican, Hispanic. He is white passing, and that's something they also sure, kind of go yeah. into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, sure. It's never because of that it's always because he's kind of an idiot yeah and that's just who he is but like that's fine i'm an idiot too yeah i know like me too i'm I'm (laughs) yeah super dumb (laughs) that's generally i mean that's the way it is across the whole show right jokes are never about Mm -hmm. who the characters are it's a or or what the characters are it's about like what they do do and how they act and yeah that's Mm -hmm. good that's like that's good writing (laughs) yeah yeah 
Yeah, no, it, it's so... It's a good show. It's so good. <laughs> this is the first character I... This, or, this is one of the characters I thought of, though, when you said that, like, all the characters are terrible people. And I'm like, what did Todd do? And I yeah, get oh, it. Yeah. He's a so, loser, <laughs> but he's not a terrible person. He means well. Yeah. yeah. He is... I would say, like, if I'm thinking about just his progression and everything that's happened, I think Todd is the only character who has not committed, like, a horrible atrocity <laughs> or some, like, big issue. Okay, you're gonna have to get into like, it with another character for a bit, but sure. <laughs> like, they, he has seemed relatively harmless, to my knowledge. I cannot think of an issue, like, something where he caused, like, a huge problem. Yeah. <laughs> That's delightful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Up next is Mr. Peanut Butter. <laughs> Who's that dog? Mr. Peanut Butter. And that's his actual name. First name, Mr.? I, th- I think it might be a mononym. Okay. I believe his name is Mr. Like, M-R period. Oh, because okay. his brother's name is Captain Peanut Butter. Okay. So I think Peanut Butter's the last name. <laughs> okay, okay. Oh, um, silly. <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter is a, I would say, former rival of Bojack. Yeah. He's, he's the star the of another sitcom. Star, okay. Yeah, of another sitcom that was billed as basically the horse and round knockoff. Yeah. Where Mr. <laughs> Peanut Butter raises two twins, two twin girls. Mm. He is wildly more loved and more successful than Bojack <laughs> because he is, he's a golden retriever. So that, <laughs> he's, yeah. he's, he's literally pleasant. a golden retriever. Yeah. yeah. So he's a good boy. He's, yeah, he's just a good boy. Like he's got this charm and personality and he's every, like he's like the Brad Pitt or the yeah. whatever, like he's more charismatic. He's handsome and everyone yeah. loves yeah. him. His... And then you like find out he's like a standard Hollywood actor in his forties. Yeah. <laughs> well, he's he's well, one of his favorite things to say, and like when he sees Bojack, is like, "Me, Mr. Peanut Butter and Bojack Horseman in the same room. What is this? A crossover episode?" <laughs> like that's he his his thing. Him. Yeah, yeah, that's his bit. He believes Bojack loves him yeah. because everyone loves him. Why Who wouldn't, wouldn't love Mr. Peanut Butter? He considers Bojack to be his best friend. Oh. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, as standard, I would say, golden retrievers do. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. As the show progresses and he goes through the standard changes of any show, mm. you find out more about his personality. And he is a very giving person, but it's for selfish reasons. Okay, okay. why? He throws Diane a huge surprise party mm. after like a couple episodes before they had a big talk about how she doesn't like surprises and big gestures and she wants diane is a quiet reserved i want to do my own thing person mr peanut butter is gonna throw a party he does these big like gift giving acts to make himself feel worthy Mm. i would say in a way to make himself look better and feel like look i'm a good person okay so it's like best of intentions but not taking into account other people and that eventually does cause the downfall of several of his relationships, including Diane. So he, it's a weird personality thing he's got going on. And also everyone he dates is like in their 20s and he's like an adult man. <laughs> yeah, it, it's very, I want to do good things, but like, who is this really for? Mm. Yeah. He ends up hosting a game show. Okay. Which... It's, the title of the game show is 
J.D. Salinger presents, because J.D. Salinger's still alive, by the way. Uh, okay. <laughs> J.D. Salinger presents mm-hmm. Hollywood stars and celebrities. What do they know? Do they know things? Let's find out. <laughs> it's a critically acclaimed show. <laughs> I think it, I think the title might have been his suggestion. And it was just like describing the premise of the show and then it just stuck as the title. I mean, I would watch a show <laughs> titled that is the thing. Like... <laughs> Yes. I mean, you'd probably expect there to be a D in in Hollywood. No, that's more intrigue for me. It's Hollywood. It's more like what? I need to know more. I guess I watch. I'll watch the show. Mm. Well, yeah, you gotta find out what what they know. (laughs) Do they know things? Um, Do they know things? Let's find out. A fun thing about Mr. Peanut Butter with. Mr. Peanut Butter, he's always at these parties. He's the center of attention. At every party, there is a character that is never shown, but her name is Erica. And he will be in the middle of a sentence and he'll look over and go, Erica! And then like say something to Erica and leave whoever he's with, usually Diane, to go like talk to Erica. <laughs> Speculation shows that Erica is a squirrel because he's a dog and gets distracted. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, and it so is good. never... To my knowledge, it's not canon, but it's a very good, like, it probably is just because the right, like, of course the writers would put that in there. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. I'm, I'm on the Bojack wiki right now, and I just, so I just looked up Erica, and you know how wikis will tend to have a photo, a, a picture of the character at the top. This doesn't have mm-hmm. one, it just has Mr. Peanut Butter calling to Erica. <laughs> yeah, it's Erica. <laughs> I love that. Uh, that's... It's very silly. Yeah. Let's talk about his house because <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Peanut Butter's house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where does he live? Does he live somewhere? Let's find out. <laughs> no. Um. Well, I hope. I hope this is going to be like it feels right to me anyway. But also, it is a known fact that all dogs are Hufflepuffs. Mm. Yes. Unless they're more that... robot. <laughs> we recently discovered if if it's a robot dog and they seem more robotic than dog, then mm-hmm. then the mm. robot part. Because all the robots are Ravenclaw. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> was it established what percentage of a dog has to be robot for that to count? I don't know. We this was in uh, talking about K nine from Doctor Who. Yeah, I don't know. Just K nine feels more like a robot. I mean, to he me. is a robot. He's like he's mostly just in the shape of a dog. Yeah. And you know he can talk. The doctor will mm-hmm. still call him a good boy. Sure, but you can you can call a robot a good boy. Anyway, Mr. Peanut Butter. Mr. Peanut Butter. Presumably not yeah. a robot. Yeah. No, I, that would be a twist. I believe Mr. Peanut Butter definitely leans towards Hufflepuff. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say that he's a robot. <laughs> we were both like thinking like, is she about to say? I think he's not a robot, but oh, I also I'm pretty confident he's not a robot, but. As Erica much might as be maybe all <laughs> Erica could be a, ro- a robot squirrel. <laughs> as much as all dogs may be Hufflepuffs, I think that in this universe, maybe he might be a Gryffindor. What? Just because he's pretty stubborn. And I know you guys hate Gryffindors on this show. <laughs> <laughs> but he's got like this boldness, and Hufflepuffs are more like. I view them as more modest and like for mm. other people. I yeah. think that he's also got some 
not selfishness, but very like, I'm going to do this thing for, because it's like an honorable thing. He likes the attention. Yeah. Yeah, it's he's an attention whore. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think attention whore does lean Gryffindor. But mm-hmm. um, but not that like a Hufflepuff can't. Yeah, no, I Here's know. Here's the thing. Like, oh, yeah. um, it, it's not that he can't. It, he could reasonably fit into either. Yeah. And like I would even pitch because in like the last, I think it's the last season, I would say he's a Slytherin just because of his, some of the shit he does. Jeez. <laughs> Um, I think that Hufflepuff or Gryffindor, I'm comfortable with either. Fair enough. Um, who's our, who's the shitty Hufflepuff? Uh, Zachariah Smith. Yeah, like like there is like a precedence for shitty um, Hufflepuffs. Shitty Hufflepuffs, uh, and Hufflepuffs <laughs> who think that they're better than other people and that kind of thing. Like we are given that mm-hmm. kind of character within our canonical context for which we're sorting from. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> Uh, so like that doesn't necessarily rule out Hufflepuff. I guess oh, no. is my point. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it's it's not a, a ruling out thing, but it, it's a weird like all these characters toe a weird line. I do agree that Gryffindor is, is sounds a bit more of like the vibe. Okay, so mm-hmm. so he said stubborn. Mm-hmm. Is is he brave? I I'm not sure. I would say he's probably a little bit more of a coward. <laughs> Just because instead of admitting at one point that he cheated on his girlfriend, um, he proposes Oof. instead of telling her. Oh. So <laughs> definitely not a brave soul. Mm. No, but the fact that he cheated also makes me think that maybe he's not a he's not loyal. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. Like, what he's not I... a loyal dog. Mm. Uh, would you say Goodness. he's patient? Mm. No, probably not. I think so. Probably like too hyperactive like yeah gets... how about yeah headstrong uh, prob- probably kind of impulsive <sighs> yeah that means that's more griffin yeah I'm, yeah i'm going through no, the, you're the right. traits and you're trying right. to see like which one which fit better you're right and like i'm i'm starting to come around on it but i hate it because he's mm. a big yellow dog and he's a good boy oh, yeah. he's a big yellow dog he, yeah he's a very good boy until he's not yeah i suppose yeah like i've only seen i've only seen the first three seasons so i'm taking it from that you've seen mm-hmm. the rest of the show where more of these other sides come out may i make a proposal mm-hmm I, I feel like, I don't, I mean, I haven't seen the show. I, I This is all just, like, yeah. vibes and uh-huh. uh, inferring things. I feel like he is, he has kind of a persona that he puts on a little bit. That mm-hmm. maybe feels a little bit more Hufflepuff. That's how he wants people to see him. He, hmm. You said he likes to give big, showy gifts and mm-hmm. be really giving, but it's for kind of personal gain. So that's, I think maybe he is putting on this persona a little bit of... Yeah, I'm a good boy. I'm just a happy dog. Um, especially if he's an actor. Like, that's kind of what he's spent his career mm-hmm. portraying. At the same time, though, I'm not sure he's intelligent enough to have a second persona. He might not be doing it consciously. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think maybe it's more like what it, with Bojack, how like he is a Slytherin that thinks he's a Ravenclaw. Oh. Maybe Mr. Peanut Butter's just completing that by... He's a Gryffindor who thinks or is trying to be a Hufflepuff. Oh gosh, he's like and the, they're complete, like they're that's opposites. That's the perfect parallel. Yeah, oh, that's oh. so they, good. <laughs> so maybe that's because they are played off as being like they're from the same background and they are so different. Yeah. Because like Mr. Peanut Butter is 
scene is doing successful things and doesn't have any alcohol or addiction problems. Yeah. Yeah. He's just kind of like, seems to be this all around good guy. And Bojack is not. Yeah. So, yeah, they, I think they complete each other in that way. I like that a lot, actually. Like, the parallels yeah. there are yeah. chef's kiss beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I also hate it, but yeah. If it makes you feel any better about him not being a full Hufflepuff, he is also, like, kind of a human. So that's... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Most... Not all humans are Hufflepuffs. That's definitely true. Most of him seems <laughs> relatively humanoid. It's just the head that's he... dog. He's just got those ears. <laughs> He's got like little fingers, right? Like hands. Yeah. Also, he. Bet. I don't like to think about dogs with fingers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. feel like that makes him more human than. Yeah, dog. I suppose if you if you <laughs> if you look at him from like the chest down, he he wouldn't be out of place on The Simpsons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, yeah. He's just I, yellow. Oh, that's upsetting to think about. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Why did you do I'm this? I'm sorry. <laughs> Let's move on. Let's talk about someone who's well not Different. A, Yeah, not that. <laughs> Let's talk about the final main character on the list. Princess Carolyn. Oh my god, my workaholic girl. Now, before anything, Alex, what kind of animal do you think Princess Carolyn is? Is this the pink cat that I've seen? Okay, yes. Yes, she is the (laughs) pink cat. Would you have guessed cat cat. regardless? Yes. (laughs) Princess Carolyn is introduced as Bojack's agent and ex-girlfriend. Classic Hollywood. (laughs) You know how you break up with someone but continue representing them professionally? Classic Hollywood. (laughs) Bojack's on and off, hmm. even throughout the show, like, <laughs> yeah, Princess Carolyn loves Bojack, but not in a romantic way. Mm. I think, like, she just loves that he's a project, and she is a workaholic, she needs a project, she is all about turning people's images around, whether or not they deserve it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, so I have to think about Princess Carolyn, I've just remembered another character I've got to put on the en- end of this list quickly that I forgot about. But that will come up later. I, I know it might come up now. It's her boyfriend throughout much of the early early season. <gasps> Vincent Adultman. Vincent Adultman. <laughs> Vincent Adultman. Okay. I, well, yeah, I'm going to show Alex him. a picture of Vincent Adultman. Yes. That is three kids in a trench coat, <laughs> my dude. Yeah, Bojack points that out constantly. He has a broom for a hand in this picture. Does he always have a broom for a hand? It, one of them is always a broom, I'm pretty sure, yeah. <laughs> but no one else sees this. Bojack is yeah, like, no. that's so, obviously and... three children in the drink. <laughs> How I've seen that played is that we're viewing Vincent through Bojack's eyes yeah, always. Yeah, yeah. But maybe he's like actually like, because he's like, oh, this is like a, an inferior person who's obviously three kids in a trench coat. <laughs> but it's never revealed. They never say, hey. I'm three kids in a trench coat. <laughs> Vincent and K- Princess Carolyn just end up not being together after a while. And they never do a reveal. So he could just be an adult man. Yeah, it's unclear if it's unreliable narrator or actual. <laughs> yeah, we we don't know. And he is a good character. I clicked through on the wiki and found a page for Kevin, who uh, aliases mm-hmm. Vincent Adultman, <laughs> allegedly. Family, Vincent Adultman, in quotation marks, father. So, like, claiming that Vincent is his father. So, I guess, like, he shows, like, what, Carolyn shows up at his house one time and he is a small child. So, 
Princess Carolyn is driving and almost hits a mother and son while they're crossing a crosswalk. And she's staring at this kid and goes, hmm, he looks familiar. And she gets home and she calls her boyfriend, Vincent Adult Man, and she believes that he is lying to her about something. That he has a child. <laughs> Not that he is a child. It's <laughs> incredible. And hijinks ensue. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, that's such a stupid plot thread, but it's great. Like, that's what I'm talking about it's... with the show, like, having stupid, ridiculous humor. Yeah. Because that's a whole... Mm-hmm. Uh. Karen, I feel like Carolyn's plots are often the most separated from the other characters. Is that fair? I would say so, because she has, like, there are relationships she has where they're totally separate, and she goes through her own very big personal growth, Mm -hmm. like, as the seasons progress, and she separates herself from, like, Bojack and all of his stuff. Yeah, which, Mm. hey, good choice. Yeah. Yeah, great choice. (laughs) She's not necessarily, like, friends with any of the characters, Mm. but she's connected to all of them. She works as Diane's publicist. She is representing both Bojack and Mr. Peanut Butter. Mm. Todd ends up moving in with her at one point. (laughs) Like, she's connected to these characters, but she's not their friend, at least not until, like, the end after they've bonded over all the stuff over the course of, like, the show. At the very least, friendly but yeah. yeah. Like yeah. the kind of person who like you'd, you'd stop and have a chat with, but you wouldn't arrange to socialize with mm-hmm. independently. Yeah. She like her whole, not only does she talk in tongue twisters, <laughs> but her whole personality is like a big sales pitch. Yeah. There's always something to sell. There's always people to recruit. She's almost got like a twenties business persona to her. <laughs> like, yeah. That's like fun. she's got, there, there's a big pitch somewhere in here. I'm going to find it. And I'm going to sell you on it and it's going to be great. <laughs> she very much, like, she wants to be, like, she wants to make a name for herself as an agent. She wants to be successful and have successful clients and help them succeed. Yeah. And, like, she goes through mm-hmm. a couple, I, does she go through a couple different agencies? Or, like, or does she found her own agency? She goes through one, it's one actual agency. Okay. And then she starts her own right. company. Okay. Um. So it's, she's a an agent and then she becomes a... Oh, not personal assist, but like basically agent, but different. <laughs> yeah. Because she's doing like the same job in a different place. <laughs> but it's through like two different things and she runs her own company and ends up like, I think selling it at one point. Okay. She's just that doing sucks. her own thing, but she's always on the phone. She's talking to clients. She's so career driven and just doesn't care about the personal lives of others she just wants them to deal with it so she can get them on set yeah okay if the show was set 20 years earlier she'd have a ridiculous oversized cell phone yeah mm-hmm. and be the only character and i feel like one. in flashbacks she definitely did <laughs> sure yeah so i'm getting i'm getting some conflicting vibes here and this probably comes from me not knowing the character that and the fact that she's fleshed out and developed yeah but um on the Mm. one hand i am getting very hard-working dedicated hufflepuff who maybe not for the most altruistic reasons want to wants to help people um and Mm. then on the other hand i am getting very self-motivated slytherin like strong independent woman who don't need no man yeah takes <laughs> takes no shit yeah. does what she wants will use you to better herself and is trying to sell you something <laughs> i would lean more towards slytherin just because there are 
several times and that's some of the the dark stuff that comes into the show like comedically at least mm. like there is an episode where they talk about some gun violence and mm. she is working on a movie that is all about like it's like misbehaving or miss something there's like a pun about guns and something and she's like trying to use like recent shootings oh, to God. promote the movie Oof. yikes yeah is that it's, is that a yeah the episode i believe what they're um debating whether or not women should be allowed to have guns yes women <laughs> should they have guns mm. uh. i mean that's the, the show touches on hot topic hot button whatever the phrase is social yeah. issues mm-hmm. um like i think oh, like, yeah. in season one there's an episode like about uh what army veterans and respecting them or not yes uh bojack hates the hates veterans or bojack hates the navy yeah whatever (laughs) yeah and Um, it's like actually he just hates this one specific guy who is a vet okay (laughs) neil mcbeal the navy seal yeah Yeah. (laughs) but played by Patton oswald nice but they make a big deal out of it being him hating the navy and it's like no i just hate you because you like annoyed me at the grocery store or something yeah yeah okay yeah like the distinguished this the distinguishing distinguishation distinguishation you'll get there what is the word distinguishing factor yeah i'll take that (laughs) go on (laughs) the distinguishing factor between slither and hufflepuff here is all about like context and that's what i'm i'm lacking Mm. um so if slytherin sounds Mm -hmm. sounds more right i'd absolutely believe it yeah i mean both of them feel good i like i I enjoy the reading of her as Hufflepuff, as, like, dedicated, but, like, that dedicated and hardworking without necessarily the loyalty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I really enjoy that for, like, being kind of a, a a take on, a different kind of take on a shittier kind of Hufflepuff. Yeah. But you're probably right, Gwen, mm-hmm. like, Slytherin is probably stronger in there with just those heavy yeah. Hufflepuff leanings. Slytherin is a bit more on the resourceful side, which, yeah, yeah. Um, like, yeah. the examples, that, mm-hmm. specific examples you're giving feel mm-hmm. very, like, I'm gonna use this to my advantage. Yeah. I'm going to do everything in my power to make this work for me. And I believe we were criticized mm-hmm. in the past for for saying that hard work just automatically meant Hufflepuff, as though that <laughs> yes. ambition mm-hmm. and drive... Don't also require hard work. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah and I think with I would be specifically because Princess Carolyn is a manipulative person, as most ca- mm. most of these characters are. Yeah. She does try to manipulate a young pregnant mother into giving her her baby. Oh, no. <laughs> so, because she wants to, you know, she's like, okay, I've done my career thing. I also want to be a mother. <laughs> she's a very, I believe, at heart, a nice person. And her backstory growing up with, like, she was raised by a single mom and she's been through a lot. I think that she has become a, or at least she does become and then gets better and gets much nicer. A a manipulative person who uses people for her own gain and to make sure that she, she always comes first. It's just realistic, right? Like at the core, a decent person Mm -hmm. who just has significant flaws. And the show is just not shying away from those flaws. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and she's she's an agent. <laughs> like that's that's the thing. It it is a very realistic, grounded show, and that's why when it's being silly, it goes as silly as it does. And the characters are bright pink animals. She's a b- bright pink cat called Princess Carolyn, and her boyfriend's called Vincent Adultman, who has a broom <laughs> for a hand. But also all this other stuff. Like that's that is the brilliance yeah. of the show. Very cool. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, um, in that case, I think it might be time. I think it's time. Gwen, I think it's time. It's time. For the lightning bolt round! Whoa! <laughs> Alright, since I do not know this show, I'm going to be throwing these lightning bolt round characters to the two of you, and we're going to start with Gwen. Yeah. Uh, tell me about Pinky Penguin. Pinky Penguin is the penguin who runs Penguin Publishing. Um, he is kind of the catalyst for Bojack get like meeting Diane. Uh, and he is, I would say, definitely a Ravenclaw, because he cares very much about his job and books. Okay, thanks. Uh, JD? Yeah. Tell me about Sarah Lynn. Sarah Lynn, as we discussed earlier, is the actress who played Bojack's daughter on Horse and Around, who is now gone off the deep end. And gosh, it's hard to say because the main thing we know about her is how much trauma she's been through and that she's constantly mm-hmm. trying to overcome that. I'm going to say Hufflepuff. I think at her core, she is a kind, sweet person she wants to do the best she can she's loyal to bojack mm. she wants to work hard and mm-hmm. she wants all this but she doesn't really know how and she doesn't know how to express that so I'm, i think hufflepuff she's been misled yeah uh, mm-hmm. all right cool uh gwen tell me about why did i want to say herb there because <laughs> america does <laughs> oh, not just say that word uh herb kazaz <laughs> Herb Kazaz, our Bojack's former comedy partner. Um, he is the person who wrote Horsin' Around and <laughs> got Bojack his first job. Okay. Um, throughout the show, he ends up losing his job on Horsin' Around and dies fairly early oh, on. No. Like, when he gets fired from Horsin' Around, Bojack sacrifices his relationship with him to stay on the show. Oh. And he never forgives Bojack, and I admire him for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> Dedication. Throughout him... Yeah, like, throughout him cutting contact with Bojack, he still stays in touch with the kids growing up doing the show, and I think he's a Hufflepuff because he, oh, like, in the small clips of him with the other kid, like, the kids, mm. he's talking about how they're a family and they have to look out for each other. And I'd say he's a he's a Hufflepuff. He's their show dad. Okay. I like the idea of, like, a Hufflepuff that holds a grudge. Mm. Like, mm-hmm. that, that fits in my mind for some reason. He's loyal to his grudge. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, yes. He's loyal to his values. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yes, Hufflepuffs are nice and kind and whatever, but also, like... If you wrong them, they do not forgive. <laughs> then they shouldn't. <laughs> uh, JD, tell me about Hollyhock. I wish I could. This is not a well-thought-out list. Hollyhock first appears in season four, so I don't know anything about her. Gwen? So, Hollyhock, her full name is Hollyhock Mannheim Mannheim Guerrero Robinson Sung Fonzarelli McQuack. Uh, th- I think that's... You forgot Zilberschlag. Oh, so, oh, okay. Yeah, so Hollyhock um, appears as his character who is introduced as maybe Bojack's daughter. What? But, with some fling from long ago. But why does she have eight surnames, Gwen? She has eight surnames because she was adopted into a a committed polyamorous gay relationship with her eight dads. Okay. Eight. That's um, And one of them is called McQuack? Excellent. One of them is McQuack McQuack. <laughs> <laughs> it is, uh, did he it's did he have, did he end up moving to Duckburg? Yeah. No, he didn't. He stayed in wherever she was originally from. Uh. <laughs> um, but she shows up and she's like, "Hey, Bojack, you're my dad. Um, I want to 
like know you and learn like I want to find my mom. Um, and then you find out as the show goes on that not everything is as it appears. Of course. Um, but she and Bojack are related. Um, and she does end up connecting with her birth mother, but she is a weird one Uh, because she is, she's 17 when she meets Bojack or like seeks him out. Mm. So she's a child. She's naive and doesn't know like this person that she's inviting into her life Mm. who is really just notorious for ruining people. Yeah. Um, and I think think that eventually she does get to a point and the show doesn't necessarily address it um she finds out some stuff about bojack and writes him a letter and is never seen again so i think she's pretty headstrong in what she finds out about bojack which that was kind of like it Mm. yeah so she's like hey screw you so i think that's a pretty courageous thing to do and i want to say gryffindor Yeah. yeah yeah i like that but she's a very good character. I do love her. <laughs> uh, JD, tell me about Butterscotch Horseman. <laughs> Horseman. It's a name. He's not a superhero. I don't know. Horseman to Horseman. the rescue! No. Butterscotch is Bojack's deceased father. We only really see him in like flashbacks or described. And he, he is Bojack magnified. He is responsible mm. for making Bojack the way he is. He was a shitty, horrible father. He is all of the worst parts of Bojack's Slytherin-ness amplified. Ah. Slytherin. Mm-hmm. Yes. Fair enough. Uh, Gwen, tell me about Beatrice Horseman. Beatrice Horseman is a tragic character oh. who is Bojack's mother, who comes off as a villain for most of the show. And then she develops some mental things that end up not being great. (laughs) Um, But I would say she was really screwed over in her childhood. And I think I want to say either Slytherin because she basically shut off her ability to love. Or Hufflepuff. Where she could have been a Hufflepuff if her life didn't turn out the way it did. Yeah. Because she could have been a caring, kind person. And you see that as she's, like, going through all of her things and processing closer to, like, eventually her death. Yeah. I think there's Hufflepuff in there. And I want to believe that. Yeah. I mean, even Hufflepuff can be, like, a victim of circumstance um, and, you know, be kind of unhufflepuffy if even if that's who they are at their core and or if that's what they value Mm -hmm. but ultimately Mm -hmm. it's your call yeah i think gwen made the call oh did you land on hufflepuff i yeah we'll we'll say hufflepuff okay cool uh jd tell me about lenny turtlelob turtle taub there's a t in there oh there is a t yeah turtle taub turtle taub lenny turtle taub is uh a producer he's a turtle uh-huh. A, a producer on the Secretariat movie that Bojack starts trying to make. He is he's played by J.K. Simmons. Oh, nice. Uh, very much the typical Hollywood producer type. He he doesn't care about the art of it. He cares about m- making a, a flashy, popular popcorn movie. Yeah. Like the people will go and see and spend money on. He just he like he wants to make money mm-hmm. and yeah, the glitz and the glamour of Hollywood. So like not the worst side of Slytherin, but still Slytherin. He just yeah. he wants the mo- he wants the money and the gl- the glamour and the fame. Yeah. Not being a shitty person about it, just doesn't care about the other stuff. Fair enough. Gwen, you get Sextina Aquafina. Correct. So Sextina Aquafina 
is our pop music sensation. She's who replaces Sarah Lynn as Sarah Lynn turns 30 and is now too old for Hollywood. <laughs> <laughs> she is a bottlenose dolphin that has a fake abortion. <laughs> okay. Uh. Um, there's... <sighs> I that's really all I can that's how I'm explaining it that's the explanation <laughs> um yeah. she has a a fake abortion and a song about it Di- oh, no. is, is Diane working for her as a publicist at that point yes Diane is working as her social media manager mm. okay. and Diane right. accidentally tweets out that she's getting an abortion and it becomes a whole thing from there but she tweets oh, it no. from Sixtina's account yeah yes yeah. okay yeah okay but sextina rolls with it because hey n- like mm-hmm. no publicity is bad publicity yeah yeah wild yeah and it becomes like a big event yeah i would say sextina aquafina um i would go slytherin she is a a young young pop star who really only at least is shown in the show to care about herself sure sounds ambitious um, as well mm. Yeah. Yeah. I think very, very into her own thing and very much just wants to see that success and growth for herself. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, JD, tell me about Kelsey Jennings. Kelsey Jennings is a human, uh, one of very few humans in the lightning bolt round here. <laughs> She's the director on the Secretariat movie. She is not trying to make a popcorn movie. She, mm. she is here for the artistic side of it, to tell the story yeah. of Secretariat and the producers are uh, mm-hmm. shitting all over that. Yeah. And like she and Bojack have a very fraught relationship. The episode, the silent episode I mentioned, he is trying to mm. like apologize to her for things that went poorly during making the movie mm. and stuff. She... 100% Ravenclaw. She is here for the art. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Ravenclaw. Lofty and I- idealistic, yeah. And uh, not really lofty. No, 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 like her ideals, like she values the art and the Yeah. That's what I mean. She's by very that. much beaten down by Hollywood though, is yeah. the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Um uh, where are we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's this character's name. Please read it, Alex. Gwen, tell me about a Ryan Seacrest type. I would love to tell you about a Ryan Seacrest type. <laughs> this sounds, this so, looks like uh, a Cards Against Humanity card. <laughs> it could be. A Ryan Seacrest type. I, like, I can't with this. So, a Ryan Seacrest type, he is our our talk show host, our literal Ryan Seacrest type. Yeah, he, he's not Ryan Seacrest. He's, he's just a Ryan Seacrest no, 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 type. No, not Ryan Seacrest. Mm. So that's how he he's introduces himself on every show. Hi, I'm a Ryan Seacrest type. You're watching Good Morning <laughs> yeah, Hollywood. It's, um, yeah. He's the, the Hollywood gossip factory. <laughs> he knows all the things. He's got a talk show. Um, very into everyone's business. Mm. I would say he's got the... The hunger for knowledge. So I'm feeling Ravenclaw from him. Ooh, I like a, a that. That's fun. I like that reading actually quite a lot. Um, I do yeah, have a question. Yeah. <laughs> Is he mm-hmm. played by Ryan Seacrest? No. Uh, that no. would be incredible. That would have been incredible. Yeah. Let me. He is played by Adam Conover. <gasps> Oh, who is that? Oh, who is a name I know, but I, I can't picture Adam his face. Conover? Oh, yeah. That's Adam. Adam, uh, Adam rules oh, everything. Oh, that's that guy. He is a Ryan Seacrest type. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's he's a Ryan he's Seacrest. He's cast well. 
<laughs> nice. All right. Uh, JD, tell me about Tom Jumbo Gumbo. Grumbo. Grumbo. Sorry, it's far away. <laughs> the type is small. Zoom in a bit. Yeah, can you make this bigger? Uh, probably. Wait. I'm an old lady. Where is Zoom? <laughs> I was cause You are zoomed out to 80%. Oh, that's how I like it. Well... <laughs> Oh my god. You can't read that, though. Can you read it now? Yeah. What does it say? Tom Jumbo Grumbo. Oh, interesting. Tom Jumbo Grumbo is the news reader of the show. You know, every single time the, the news is on, it's always him. Oh, like, um... Oh, I'm blanking on his name! The what? news reader in everything! He's in Pex and Rec, and then he's also in oh! other shows, and he's just, like, he specifically plays new re- news Heard readers. Heard Yeah. Yeah. I forget the... That's his name in Parks and Rec. I don't yeah. remember the actor's name. Yeah. Sure. But, yeah. He is a blue whale. Excellent. Um, he is very much the unholy love child of Kent Brockman <laughs> and the the talking fish newscaster from Spongebob Squarepants. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. No, that's exactly <laughs> okay. Um, I want to go with Gryffindor. Like, the way he... Like, he's coming at this. He, like... You know, he's presenting... And I don't, like, it's kind of a vibe it's thing, a vibe. more than anything, but... I respect a vibe. Yeah, but mm-hmm. I want to go with Gryffindor. Like, Ken Brockman, it, it very much is Ken Brockman. <laughs> it's nice. Just, like, that nice. kind of role. Cool. Uh, Gwen, tell me about... Tell, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was reading... <laughs> oh, oh, my God, okay. <laughs> it's fine. I can do this. <laughs> tell me about Meow Meow Fuzzy Face. Officer Meow Meow Fuzzy Face <laughs> is like the one cop that Hollywood has. You left out officer in the name? Yeah, for that reaction. Incredible. Yes. He, I believe he has been described as a loose cannon yeah, yeah. or a cop on the edge yeah. with nothing to lose. Jenny's yeah. showing me a picture. This looks is, is like the sweetest cat. That's the point. Like, the way the show plays yeah. with your expectations yeah. like that is that's the, that's the joke. Oh, if I had, if yeah, I had a cat like, like that, I'd probably also describe it as a loose cannon. <laughs> yeah, he's a loose cannon. He's a renegade. Um, I would say he he's a Gryffindor. He's a man of the mm. people, and mm. he's gonna put his life on the line for all the Hollywood citizens. <laughs> Yeah, so, like, this is just how all the cats in the show are named, though. They all have names, like, Princess Carolyn, Meow Meow, Fuzzy Face. Mm-hmm. Carolyn's deceased mother was Cutie Cutie Cupcake. That's just yeah. how cats are named. Th- yeah. That's just a cat name. Doesn't it say anything about what kind of person they are? No. <laughs> Does anyone's name say what kind of person they are? It's just no, a name. of course. Sometimes. Sometimes it does. JD, tell me about character actress Margot Martin. Martindale. Martindale? Sorry, yeah. I cut off a little Character actress Martin... <laughs> character actress Margot oh, Martindale is played by Margot Martindale, who is a character actress. Okay. She shows up in shows like um, uh, Orange is the New Black and such. Okay. And so she's a friend, of, a friend of Bojack's, or an acquaintance of Bojack's, who he calls on for various times. She's also absolutely insane. And, mm. like, I believe... Like, she's in prison mm-hmm. at one point. She, I feel like she breaks out. They do a whole thing with it. And, like... She oh, like yeah. would be she's, the, she's got her own the person plot. to call on to go undercover because she's so good at character acting. Okay. Absolutely insane. I'm gonna go with Gryffindor because that's ballsy. All right. All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. I'll take it. Uh, and finally, our last character, Gwen. Tell me about Vincent, adult man. 
Adultman. Vincent Adultman. 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 <laughs> Who is an adult man. Vincent Adultman is the most adultman, adult man you've mm, ever yep, met. Yep. He's he's a, a grown-up with a grown-up job and big responsibility. I think he works at the business factory. <laughs> yep, business factory. And he's got like a briefcase yep. and he's always in meetings. Mm. <laughs> he is... A very serious, hard-working person. I, is that Ravenclaw? Is mm. that a, a dedicated, hard-working businessman? I think that's Slytherin. You, the Slither, words okay. dedicated and hard-working describe a Hufflepuff. Also true. Go off, I guess. Also true. He is, okay. Hufflepuff's valid, but also Slytherin. Like, is he doing the hard work for the sake of the hard work, or because he wants to climb the corporate ladder? Mm. Okay, I figured it out. Here's my solution. Vincent Adultman... Might be three kids in a <laughs> reasonably be three different Yes! <laughs> what a- so, for that, I say, Vincent Adultman is a Slytherin, a Ravenclaw, and a Huffle. <laughs> that is incredible. incredible. Although I feel like the one who's on top is surely brave enough to be a Gryffindor. Sure. Oh, yeah, that's the... <sighs> Um, okay, so Vincent himself as an adult man, mm. Gryffindor, okay. the three potential <laughs> children he is, are each the separate other ones. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. In that case, that, I think, is Bojack Horseman <laughs> sorted. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> oh, that it. was so silly. This is a wild ride. Yeah, and I mean, that's fitting for the show, is the thing. Fair enough. Yeah. Mm. All right, Gwen, we would now like to invite mm-hmm. you, please, to sort it out. Yeah, uh, what what do wizards do for school? Um, I'm mad about this because I googled it and I couldn't find an answer. So it is believed that Molly Weasley homeschooled the Weasley children. Harry and mm-hmm. Hermione obviously went to people school. Mm-hmm. What about the rest of them? Yeah. Because there's not wizard elementary school, yeah. and it's wild to assume that every mother, wizard mother, is going to stay home and homeschool because that's sexist. So what are you doing, author? Why have you done this, you terrible person? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> oh, how many other two-person couples do we know of parents? There aren't actually that many parent couples that not. we see. But like, well, so Luna's father runs the Quibbler, mm-hmm. but he does that from home. Yeah. Malfoy's parents don't work. Well, and so like with Neville and his grandmother... No one is grandmother. Yeah, yeah. How do we explain? There are children going to school and they know how to read and write. Yeah. Who's teaching them? Yeah. I mean, yeah, at, the very, at the very least, they know how to read and write. They write essays <laughs> all the time. Yeah. And you've got yeah. to be pretty well versed in maths in order to calculate how many nuts are in a galleon. Yeah. <laughs> you have to do full class before you could do anything. Yeah. yeah. I would love to know this. But yeah. My solution is everyone gets. A school. I don't care what kind of school it is, but everyone goes to the primary school. At least. I have a specific solution. Oh. Um, Mm -hmm. I think that wizard kids should go to muggle primary schools. Yeah. I think it would help them understand the muggle world a little bit better. Yep. Know how to, Mm -hmm. like, blend Blend in. in. And know about, like, what's normal in society versus why you shouldn't just wear robes everywhere. <laughs> or a kilt and a poncho. Yeah. They're muggle robes, Archie. That's, no, he's just in a nightdress. Oh, yeah. 
Like, there's someone else in a girl's in a poncho. Yeah, yeah. But yes. Muggle women wear them, Archie, not the men. They wear these. Muggle women wear them, Archie, not the men. They wear these. Okay, my concern with wizards going to public human muggle school, as a third grader, I'm not going to keep the secret that I have magic. That's fair. Yeah. But here's the thing, though. Mm-hmm. How many third graders are running around pretending they can do magic anyway? <laughs> I, that is valid. Yeah. I, I was a that, third grader valid. who was reading <laughs> Harry Potter. Oh, yeah. I yeah. would find sticks on the playground and use them as wants. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I was like a 10th grader. Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's that's good. Like, <laughs> But the, and it gets to the point where you're like, oh, come to my birthday party. And then like, that's oh, fair. we've got floating things all around. Yeah. You just can't ever invite your friends over. Mm. That and that does become mm. tricky to some degrees. I feel like um, wizarding families should like have little play dates and stuff so that their kids can still socialize. Oh yeah, with wizarding I'm sure they do. As well, um, mm-hmm. like it's not necessarily a perfect solution, but I do think it would be good for the wizarding community to yeah. have more Muggle integration. At least yeah. like temporarily, like a short term sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. I think the only the only real issue is like. When they accidentally do magic. But that's the same with Muggleborn <laughs> yeah. wizards. That's true. Harry like, did that. Harry did it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess that's valid. Like, it, as long as they're relatively spread out, and they should be because the wizarding population is supposed to be so low. True. You could easily just have one mm-hmm. wizard child per school. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, because their, their class size is pretty small. Especially, oh, oh, what could be especially good? So, Muggle-born children, they they're known to be potential. They're known to be wizards from the moment they're born. Their names are literally on a. There's like a magical list or something that writes mm. down the names of all mm-hmm. sp- future students. So, the moment they are born, it's known that they will have magic. Yeah, or potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So, what you can you can yeah. have a wizard child go to a school with known Muggle-born wizards. Uh. So that then they've got a connection to the mm. wizarding world, and like it won't, it can go both ways. I can kind of like assign them buddies. Yeah, and that way, when those mm. kids go to Hogwarts, it's not suddenly a completely new world. They've got a friend there. Yeah, or an enemy. Sure. Or a rival. <laughs> or a lover. <laughs> oh my god. All of the above. All of the above. <laughs> this is solid oh fanfic. Yeah. <laughs> All the tropes. But like friends to enemies to rivals to lovers? Uh <laughs> that's my OTP. Um <laughs> that's that's I don't want to talk Radius Attorney right now. <laughs> um But yeah, there are so you're right, there are so many things that don't get taught. When do wizards learn sex ed? <laughs> Who's teaching sex oh, ed? No. Does McGonagall have to slip a magic it's... condom on a banana? The heads of house do it. Oh, no. No, what's worse, it's absolutely the heads of house are, like, in charge of that. Yeah. That means Snape has to Uh. do it for the Slytherins. No. Yeah, but it's the Slytherins, though. At least, like, he doesn't have to do that with with Neville. (laughs) Uh. Still could be worse. Could be Hagrid. (laughs) (laughs) Hagrid would do great. All right, kids. Now, today we're going to learn how to use a condom. Now, I've only got mine, so, <laughs> Neville, we're going to just slide this over you. Just no! the whole of you. No! I'm kicking you off this podcast. <laughs> We've got into the wrong kind of fanfiction territory, and I don't like it. Uh, this is what happens when we're recording this late. <laughs> oh, 
on. Yeah. Extremely valid point. These kids need better education. Hmm. Did you did you have another way that so like Alex suggested like just putting them into Muggle schools? Did you have another like thought mm. to it though, Gwen? Not real. Like they just need school. Yeah, I'm just sure. mad about them not having yeah. school. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, the idea that they just roll up at Hogwarts at age eleven, having never been away from their parents for a full like, like day, That's never mind. Also an issue. Like yeah. if like kids have spent their whole lives yeah. home, like they're gonna have some separation issues. Yeah, yeah. Never mind not knowing anything yeah. about how to be a person. How to socialize, yeah. 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 Like, I think the putting at least one or two, like, every school should have, like, one little magic yeah. kid. Because doing, like, okay, this is, hu- like, wizard elementary school, that just creates more of that, like, weird segregation in yeah, classes yeah. there is. Also, So, like, yeah. it has to be integrated, yeah. but then you have to introduce muggles to magic because it's gonna happen mm-hmm. yeah well that's what i was gonna say you know how like like the prime minister presumably knows yeah. about the goings-on of the the wizards mm-hmm. and stuff like to some extent at yeah, least. yeah they they mm-hmm. there are some muggles who are allowed to know what's going on yeah at any given school that a wizard child is placed in specifically mm. Let the principal know. Yeah. Like, have there be, like, one adult who knows yeah. roughly what's going on. Or maybe, like, there's, like, a squib teaching yeah, just, somewhere or yeah. something. Like, there, th- yeah. you can have people okay. in place that know what's going on that yeah. can be there for those kids. I mean, there's mm-hmm. got to be more careers than just government <laughs> teacher shopkeeper. Yeah. And we know... And yeah. cop. We know that some... Um, <laughs> Like, some wizards marry muggles. Yeah. How often are those muggles, mm-hmm. like, teachers? Yeah. Like, yeah. That, that, that could happen. Like, I'm sure that there are enough people in the know that you could you could work something out. Hmm. Could also mm-hmm. just abolish the statue okay. of secrecy, but, you know, that's yeah. a whole other thing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be, like, too easy to do. <laughs> then where's, where's the fun in that? Hmm. Also, <laughs> like, as a s- separate but connected thing, Hogwarts just needs to teach home economics for wizards. Yeah. But also, to be fair... Schools yeah. in England just need to teach home economics because that's not a thing. Ah. Like, we don't learn how, um, like, those general life skills ever. Every school should do yeah. that. Because, yeah. like, we did home yeah. ec, but we made crepes. And that's it. <laughs> well, yeah. And, I mean, cooking is good to teach, but it's yeah. not the only thing. And also, crepes are not the most useful thing to know how to cook. <laughs> right? I haven't made a crepe since that class. <laughs> my, my high school had, like, home ec classes and that kind of thing, but mm. they weren't mandatory. They were optional. You could take them if you wanted yeah. to. I never did. Uh, yeah. yeah. We, did have, we did have a required um, personal finance class, which, like, taught you how to, like, do your taxes mm. and set up your banking account and... And, like... Okay, so taxes aren't a thing. Like, you yeah. don't need to do your own taxes in England, but a general finance class would still be very good. Yeah. Oh, that was absolutely Hold a up. useful class. <laughs> this is me finding out that taxes aren't real in England. <laughs> no, no, you just don't have to file them. It's just done automatically. Taxes oh. are just taken out of your paycheck and you never have to calculate it yourself. I'm so mad. <laughs> yeah, I, the, the American yeah. system is very confusing to me. Yeah. Oh, my. That, this is me finding out. And, and, and I've known. But this is me finding out that I need to move. Yeah, taxes shouldn't be, you know, a, a riddle to cross a wizard's bridge. <laughs> Answer me these questions three. Eh, the other side, you'll see. And while we're at it, wizards should pay taxes. <laughs> yeah, wait, do wizards pay taxes? They must do. Hogwarts is, like, is, is, is funded. This is, I don't want to talk about it too much because this is on my list for sorting it out. <laughs> uh, Gwen, thank you so much for joining us. 
Thank you for having me. It's always a delight. It really is. <laughs> it's like, so much fun. <laughs> we love you guys over at Green Mountain Mysteries. Oh. Speaking of which, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at on at on my podcast. Uh, <laughs> on Spotify, we are Green Mountain Mysteries. And on Twitter and Facebook, we are at GMMcast. I don't personally use Twitter because I think it's a terrible hell site. Alan? Uh, I mean, you're not I'm, wrong. Yeah. You can hear me on on my podcast. Yeah. Fantastic. Cool, cool. And in the meantime, thank you everyone for listening. And thank you to the Pocket Podcast Network for hosting us. You can find other cool shows on the network such as... Green Mountain Mysteries. And cult classics. If you like people talking about horses... Or our other show, Pokemakers. Uh, thank you to Matt Majokamo at the Womping Willows, who's our theme song, The House of Awesome theme song. And if you agree or disagree with our sorting, you can find us on Twitter at SortedPod. You can also find us both individually. I'm at CodenameJD. And I'm at Pichu, P-T-C-H-E-W. And make sure, though, that if you're tw- t- tweeting anything about Bojack Horseman, you tweet it at GMMcast so that they can forward it <laughs> on to Gwen. Yeah, that's... Well, because Christine and I both do love the show. <laughs> but while you're there on Twitter... Tweeted us your favorite horse. <laughs> Tweeted us your favorite anthropomorphized animal. Oh no, don't do that. No, you're asking for something you don't want. Or tweeted us your favorite side character that I don't know anything about. Yeah, also valid. That's actually more fun because then I'll get our force Alex to sort those. <laughs> purely based on the name. Yeah. Meow meow fuzzy face. Officer meow meow fuzzy face. Bye! 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 Bye. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Start a new house, it's called awesome. Start a new house and it's called awesome. Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket. Do you like the Dresden Files novels, tabletop role playing games, improv, adventure, or butt jokes? If not, I don't know if we can help you. Hi there, this is Michael, the host and game master for Green Mountain Mysteries, a Dresden Files RPG actual play podcast about four ersatz heroes fighting wizards and monsters in Burlington, Vermont. Come for the grand urban fantasy adventure full of diverse characters. Stay for the many butt jokes. Seriously, one of the players is playing a proctologist. It's just chef's kiss. You can listen to new episodes of Green Mountain Mysteries every Wednesday on the Pocket Podcast Network or wherever fine podcasts are sold.